Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast for nannies by me, a nanny. Uh, I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about how to become a nanny. So let's say that you have never nannied before and you want to, uh, but you don't know how to even get started. Uh, And my guest this week is my dear friend and nanny extraordinaire. Leah Friars. Hello. Hello, Hello, Martha. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. So thrilled to be here. Yay. Awesome. So um, let's start a little bit with your background because I think that will also get us into how to become a nanny. Yes. How did you become a nanny? Well, I have a similar story to you in that I was babysitting when I was younger. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I liked being around children and playing with them and so I just kept getting asked to babysit over and over again and would be recommended by different families and I started working for a nanny uh, for a family after college and they invited me to move down with them to Atlanta oh wow where I was with them for a few months and decided that I hated Atlanta (laughs) So they let me leave. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yes. It's good not to be stuck in a town based on the family. They were also much older and the the oldest was actually about to start driving. So they didn't really need me anymore, but uh, I was their security blanket. And then when I moved to Chicago, I knew that I wanted to uh, nanny again just because I had already done it. It was an easy job to get into because I had references Mm -hmm. which I think is the hardest part about starting to become a nanny especially if you don't have any experience um and then I used care.com actually I put a profile on care.com and interviewed with a bunch of families when I moved here and found one that loved me and I loved them so I started working with them that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So care.com and Sitter City yes, are the two um, websites. And I said in the first episode that I used Sitter City to find one of the families that I still babysit for mm-hmm. to this day. Um, I no longer nanny because he outgrew me. No. So I used that. Um, and you use care.com. Yeah. So either of those seem. Yeah. And what I think is great about them is that they 
we'll do a background check on you and you can put all of your references. You can put how much money you want to make, like right. all and straight your schedule. up front and your schedule up front, which is important. And you can search for your own parameters of families that you want. Like if you only want to work a few days or if you're just looking for part-time work, things like that, it makes it really easy for you. Yeah. And things that you're interested into, like your hobbies and stuff you can put on there. And if other families see that you're really into science and their child is really into science. It's like a good match. Right. So right. I think it's a really great resource for both nannies and parents. I, I would totally agree. And that background check is super important. Mm. I, I've i had a couple of friends who have mentioned wanting to get into nannying or whatever. And they're like, do I have to do the background check? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. I would say, especially if you are inexperienced as a nanny and you're just trying to like break into the field, as they say, uh, the background check is going to help you because if you don't have any references of child care, right. Then at least they know that you are not a criminal. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, very important when being a nanny to (laughs) not be a criminal. Um, and it's not a scam because I've also had some friends that have said like, Oh, it seems like a scam to me. And it's, it's not in my opinion to run that background check. See, I've only ever heard like that one is better than the other that like some people prefer sitter city over care.com and I'm like oh well I like care.com <laughs> right exactly yeah, yeah I, I guess I'm I'm not in a camp yeah uh, either way whatever's I, gonna get you a job right <laughs> and in fact if you're just starting out it would be a good idea to do both yes because you're gonna reach more and know that you can use references of like family friends or if you've ever like babysat a cousin even one right. time you know just like things like that anything that's gonna let them know that you've been around children right and, and you, you enjoy it yes because that's the other thing um that if you are considering becoming a nanny, I would suggest starting with babysitting because a lot of people I feel don't understand what it's like to be with small children for 10 hours at a time and maybe not see another adult. Yes. There's very important. There's it's, it's something that is very different than anyone who doesn't have their own children yeah. can really understand. And I would say in the similar respect to teaching, like knowing which age group you yes. like to work with. Yes. Because babies are going to be totally different than like a seven-year-old. And even a three-year-old is going to be different than a five-year-old. Like it, you need to know what age you like to work with. Exactly. What age do you like to work with? Well, currently I am working with a five and a Mm three-year-old. I started when the three-year-old was three months old. So I love working with babies and small children. I just, I think they're still developing everything and I love getting in there when they are so Mm -hmm. that you can kind of tweak them the way that (laughs) you want them to. (laughs) Um, but I have worked with older children and I think that's really fun too, because they're excited about things. They can read. Yes. You know, that's really fun when they can read. Yeah. And when they like to read Mm -hmm. and you can share stories and even just playing is different with them when they're older, like their imaginations are bigger and they want to be more physical and more active. Whereas like younger kids, they need, they still need help doing things. Right. 
but um and coming up with things and you you know fostering their imaginations and where you're going to take the game right but yeah you're more in control of the game with a two-year-old or you have to be because I don't even like being in control of the game yeah um but you kind of have to be with a two-year-old because yeah. they just start figuring out yeah, how the world works. Exactly. Um, whereas a seven-year-old, you are not. No, they are going to tell you what they want you to do. <laughs> yep. And you better do it. <laughs> yep. And then another fun thing, because I grew up a complete and total bookworm, mm-hmm. and another fun thing is introducing books yes. to kids once oh they God. once they learn to read. Yes. That's so nice. Um I really love two to four year olds, though. Mm. I think that's like my I I love all ages. But yeah, that's my sweet spot. When when they're baby babies, I um, I love it. But that 10 hours is a lot when they can't talk. They can't talk and you're not and you try to talk to them and they won't talk back. Exactly. And yeah, I've I've never felt like more of a crazy person (laughs) than when I've nannied like a baby. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've seen like nannies around with strollers and they've got headphones in. Yeah. And I'm just like, even when I was babysitting a baby at every like stoplight when we were walking in the stroller, I would bend down and have a little chat with the kid just to try to keep them engaged. I feel like it's so easy to just say, oh, here's a baby. They're going to sleep all day. I don't really have to do anything. Right. But I don't. I feel like that's not true. You still need to expose them to things. They need to go on play dates. They need to see what this world is and have you talk about it to them. And repetition is so yes. important in those early years. Um, hearing the alphabet yes. 10,000 oh, yeah. times is Anytime important. you change a diaper, yep. the alphabet the yep. easiest way and then when they start potty training the alphabet is your and song washing for washing your hands, your hands. Yep. um which is great because then they're learning their letters and they're becoming clean yes because <laughs> both important kids can be disgusting oh my gosh they they're <laughs> almost always they super are snotty messes <laughs> yep at any age yep um but Anyway, uh, <laughs> back to how to become a nanny. Yes. So it is important, though, to consider uh, like looking inside yourself and saying, is this actually something that I want to do? Or do I think that this is going to be a job where I can listen to my headphones all day right. and just push a kid around right. in a stroller? Because a lot of people think it's easy. And it's not. Nope. It's really, really not. And and we're not saying that in a self-righteous way. We are just saying from experience yes. of doing this full time, it is an exhausting a, job. Exhausting. And completely. There are days that I come home even now from nannying and Logan, my fiance, who was on the first podcast, like I will have to say, like, I need 15 minutes. Yeah. Because if he asks me to do anything in those 15 minutes, I will snap at him because I'm like, I literally have not gotten to sit down all day because every time I have somebody needs something, something. (laughs) even during nap time, it feels that way. And and you also feel like when they ask you, you have to snap back and say, what's the magic word? Or how do you say that nicely in a full (laughs) sentence? I feel myself doing that. 
on the regular. Uh-huh. With two my adults. Peers, yep. Too. yep. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I but also you were being rude. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if I was nannying you, you would not have said it that way. Nope. Um, or I wouldn't do it for you if you yes. did. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, exactly. There is like a a coming out of it mm-hmm. period. And my um m- the uh transportation time yes my travel time is is really short now yeah and I think that that affects it because it used to be like a 20 minute drive Mm. and that was enough time to to like shake off the day yeah and sometimes I'll go to Target in between now just to (laughs) shake off the day and get dinner see Target's one of our like fun trips so I'm Mm. like I'm sick of that place (laughs) they love it it's one of our fun trips, and I'm still not sick of yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not think kidding. I ever will Half be. my outfit is from Target right now. Exactly. So it's Who am I kidding? All my outfit is from Target right now. Literally all of my oh outfit is God. from Target. We got to get out more. Okay. We do. <laughs> but but I'm okay with that, actually. Me too. I love Target. So. Um, back to Nanny. You should get them to sponsor you. Oh, my gosh. Target. Listen. <laughs> I would love. For adults and I would kids be alike. the best sponsor for yes, you. Yes, you would. So, Target, if you're CEO, listening, <laughs> I don't know your name, but if you're listening, sponsor this podcast. Sponsor this podcast, because nannies across the country already go to you, but I could get them to buy you more things. The dollar section is like killer for us. It's the best thing. Yeah, because your toys actually last a little bit longer than the, the dollar, dollar store. store. Yep. Um, because the dollar store sometimes we're not in the car. Before it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, that didn't last it very long. It was a dollar. Just get over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The time, the amount of time I've spent trying to fix dollar mm-hmm. store things is way too much and of my life. Yeah. Going back to the end of the day, <laughs> yes. like how exhausted you are. There are days when even the parents will see it on my face and be like, here's a bottle of wine. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, Thank you for recognizing how hard this day was. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's nice. Yeah. I have curly hair and I feel like my hair tells a story about my day sometimes. Mm. Um, The frizz. Yeah. How How big it is. Gone down (laughs) just from the weight weight of the day. Of the day. Yeah. So all of this to say, really think about it uh, before you enter into this. There is a difference between date night babysitting and nannying. Because date night babysitting can sometimes just be on the couch watching TV. And if that is what you want out of this job, or if it is uh, I need a little bit of extra cash, that is the direction that I would recommend you go. But also Sitter City and Care.com have options for that yeah so if you just want to be a date night babysitter you can still go on that website right on both of those and p- click that as an option right mm-hmm. um there's also uh dog sitting and tutoring yes, on there that is um, true which i actually i'll, I'll go ahead is that and true? i think there is housekeeping yeah um i actually did get one other job off of sitter city nice. that was a dog sitting job <laughs> um that I, after the third time I found out was basically be the dog owner's friend Oh, because she had two beagles, which I you now have a beagle, have a beagle um, and I love beagles. And so I was like, yay, this will be great. I just get to walk beagles <laughs> yeah. and play with yeah. them. Um, but she would stay home 
while I was dog sitting and talked to me. And and there was one point where she and her husband or fiance Mm -hmm. were home. And I was there for like four hours to play with the dogs. And would they talk to you? She would. Okay. And that's what I, that's yeah. why I'm saying that I really think that she went <laughs> oh. on Sitter City to find a friend, which... But hey, yeah. do you keep in touch? No. Nope. Okay. Well, didn't work that time, but yep. keep trying. But keep trying. Because she actually had someone before me that I think was fine with that arrangement. But that person was from England and oh. was studying abroad and was going back to England. So maybe she found someone else. I hope so. I hope so too, for her sake. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, those two websites are really, really, really great resources. Um, another thing that I would suggest is getting CPR certified. Yes, a lot of families require it. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't require it, they like to see that. And for your own yes. sanity. You know what? <laughs> Learn how to stop a choking baby. Yes, because if it happens, you want to know yes. because you care. And about while you might that think that it's so common much, sense, it's, it's not different for little children and babies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So getting infant certified and small child certified. Um, I actually taught at a swim center. And so I went through really rigorous training. Oh, nice. Um, in fact, uh, it's called Ellis mm-hmm. training. And that training, they have never had a drowning. on anyone that was trained in that uh, on their watch no one has ever drowned in the united states and that's nuts and awesome uh i will also say that if you aren't certified but plan to sometimes families will pay for it yes and i have had families offer that i was already certified so they didn't but i think when i re-up yeah um my family year right Mm -hmm. yeah because yeah, you you have to go back a lot. Because yeah. like I said in the first episode, too. it's yeah, it does change. But like I said in the first episode, I I became CPR certified when I was twelve, right? And for the first time, and, for the first yeah, time, yeah. and I've I've now probably done at least twelve more times yes. of certification. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that is super important, and um, if. If the family is willing to pay for it or if you are interested, I would also suggest first aid certification because kids fall down a lot. And just knowing, like looking at it and knowing the difference between like this needs to go to the hospital versus this can have a band-aid. They're going to make a big deal out of everything. Right. So you need to know which one is actually a big deal. You need to be calm. Yes. I would also suggest adding on. Definitely. If you have the resources to do that. Another thing is driver's license. Oh, yes. Um, Even if you don't personally have a car, which that is very helpful. Even in a city like Chicago where we live, it's where you could get around on public. A lot of the families that I've nannied for have... Just want a car. Yeah, want you to have a car. Or the ability to drive a car. Yes, because some of them let me drive their family mm-hmm. car, but yep. I need to have a license. Have a license. Yes. And a clean driving record. Yes. Because you're driving children around. Yes. Um, Which is also very different. Yes. Yes. You will become more aware of everything the minute you have a child in your car. Yes. I often uh, put a three-question rule when we are driving around oh. because uh, they... 
ask questions constantly. <laughs> uh, every child that yeah. I've ever driven. This is not, I'm not thinking of a specific child. Every child. That's amazing. What is that? Who is that? Yeah. What's that person's Why? story? Why do they do that? Yeah. Why are they doing that? Why Can, did you beep? My toy fell. Can you get it for oh, me? Oh, that's the worst. Or, I need help back here. I'm sorry, I'm driving right now. Yeah. And so I, I've started saying, you get three questions from your house to wherever we're going. That's great. And they'll ask a question. And I'll say, do you want this to be one of your three questions? And they'll go, <laughs> no, never mind. And a lot of times we don't even get to three guys. So. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Uh, but driver's license, car, if you have one, mm-hmm. include that in your sitter city profile yes. your care.com profile or in your listing on craigslist don't go through craigslist yeah, that's um, a little sketchy yeah never mind could be a I take that sketchy. Back. but your flyer that you put up at <laughs> i have seen a lot of flyers there are yeah people use those yeah so include that in the information that you mm-hmm. put out there the about more your... information you put the better chance you're gonna have because they're not gonna have as many questions for you right they're gonna look and say yes I want this yes I want this great let's call her up right or him yes or him and then yeah so in the interview you want to have your references good to go Mm -hmm. I also suggest thinking of like some activities yes to just say to the parents like these are the type of things that I like to do with children Mm -hmm. or like that I can offer. Yeah. Um, because most parents will want to know your experience right away in mm-hmm. an interview. And then just like any job interview, they give you a difficult situation scenario right. and how you're going to handle that. Right. So just think of things like that. Like there's a kid who we're at the zoo and he tears away and starts running off. How do you deal with that? Right. Questions like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how you would handle that. Mm-hmm. You can also get, there are nanny certifications yes. that you can get. Um, the, like, I think highest pillar of which being uh, the nanny and governess yes. certification, yes. which is like $7,000. special school that you go to it's a where special they school. train you. It's yeah. like a grad school for nannies. Right. But if you did choose to go that route, you would come out being able to nanny anybody. Anybody. And any age. And the like highest end clientele. Right. They will specifically place you with people that are probably higher end clientele because you just went through this rigorous process. <laughs> right. And then there's also like online quizzes, mm-hmm. um, not like Cosmo quizzes, like real ones that <laughs> you similar can take. scenario questions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That then will offer some sort of certification, whether or not the family that you apply to knows anything about that or holds that in any sort of esteem is a question. But it is something that you could do. I think some of them are like $40 a year. Mm to keep certified in that and that seems maybe worth it if you're struggling to find a family or a job but yes I I yeah the more credentials the more like you show that you've been taking this seriously the more that they're gonna take you seriously yes exactly yeah and if you have absolutely no experience I I would suggest starting 
with date nights. Yeah, babysitting. Babysitting date nights and rack up that experience because you might not know how to answer those questions Mm -hmm. if you haven't interacted with children. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And also nanny jobs can come up from that. Right. So that you wouldn't even have to like find and make a profile continuing on with one of those sites right you would just get jobs from word of mouth and I feel like you got a lot of your jobs that way in yeah. fact that's I all of them yeah all of them <laughs> yeah. has have been that's word great. of mouth yeah and yes and mother's talk and mm-hmm. also even just like at the park from one oh, nanny yeah. job I've had other mothers come up to me and ask yeah. for my phone number ask if Definitely. I that's happened to me yeah too. yeah um, or actually dads too or this one there's this one building in Chicago that I've babysat out of the eight units that are in it I've babysat in five oh, that's awesome. <laughs> those units um, and I went to that blocks block party because I was babysitting for a kid during the block party and then got like a different house on that block so like that street is just your street street. so nobody go to that street yeah I've already got it covered I've got it covered guys so yeah so that's also when you're at the park when you're at a block party you are applying for other jobs it's just like any other job you're making connections it's all about who you know network yep network network work the perk yep Great. So some other ideas for uh, just even dipping your toe in the water in of the biz in the biz mm-hmm. of childcare, um, and these are for really anyone, but especially if you have like zero experience. experience yes. Um, some great areas to start out in are like volunteering at a school mm-hmm. and that's going to be a lot easier in smaller towns yes. than in bigger towns. Um, Cause usually like Chicago, it's school system has its own yeah. deal and yep. problems. But um, in smaller towns, like my, my mom was a teacher. So I was in a classroom with her kids mm-hmm. all the time. That's a good thing to do. Um, another is uh, like camp counselor. Yeah, that's a great one. In um, the summer. In the summers. Uh, and a lot of times they're looking for people. And you can be like a junior camp counselor mm-hmm. if you're not, if you don't want to be in charge. Yeah. What else? Any of your like religious affiliated buildings sometimes yes. during services will have like a daycare set aside from that and they always need volunteers for things like that yes so that's a great way to get experience and also networking Mm -hmm. because the parents that you're watching their child while they're in some sort of service are often going to then want your information for date nights yeah because you already know their kid yeah and that just makes it easier and in a similar respect regular daycares Mm -hmm. I would say less in the cities again more in small right. towns just because I think they're like certifications and things you need to go through but they always need helpers or aides or volunteers or just like coming in to read stories or things like that yeah that's a great like at the library at the library books yeah talking time. about like mm-hmm. asking if they want someone to come in and read a story yeah or that's like a set up like get. a craft afternoon or something like that just that you're like leading things that maybe it the kids bring their grown-ups with them yes but you're also still there mm-hmm. yeah I think that that's all really great and there is also a difference between like I am 
25 and out of college and now want to become a nanny. And I'm 15 and I really enjoy taking care of children um, that are younger than I am. And I think that this is in my future. Mm -hmm. If you are feeling that way, if you are listening and you are feeling like childcare is in your future, um, then you probably will study it in college. Yeah. But, and that is super helpful. Super helpful. Yeah. Getting a degree in child education, child child development, anything like that is, is really the best route you can take. If you, that's not to say you can't get a job if you don't have that. Right. Exactly. But if you are listening and you're like, Oh man, this is something that I, I do want to do with my life. Um, then, I would say, you know, starting to look for those opportunities Mm -hmm. of counselor or of tutoring. If you have an area of expertise, then tutoring is a great way to break into uh, babysitting and childcare and nannying. And it eases you in also instead of just jumping to a full time 10 to 11 hour day. When you're just with them for a few hours or And focused on one thing. Mm Because the activity is built in um, to a lot of those. Like a daycare is going to have the activities built in for you. Definitely. Um, And it gives you ideas of what things you want to do. What worked? What didn't work? What did you like? And what worked with what type of kid? Yeah. Because that's the other thing is if you jump right into nannying Mm -hmm. and then you're like, oh, I've never dealt (laughs) with a kid like you before. You know? Like... I've only, even like girls versus boys, not to Mm -hmm. really put everyone in gender stereotypes, but there is true. Yeah. There's a difference. I have a fitness wristband. Uh And when I went from nannying girls full time to nannying boys full time, my, the number (laughs) of steps almost doubled. That's amazing. Yeah. And (laughs) it's just, it's also the the boys houses, three stories. (laughs) And the other one was, was all one on level. one yeah. level. <laughs> so that I think also played in. But definitely. Um, but yeah, so those are all really good things to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like after school tutoring, yeah. if you are still in school, um, offering it to your friends and peers. Yeah. If you're really, really good at a subject saying I will tutor you. Yeah. Because um, even just putting tutoring on a resume, they don't need to know how old right. that person was. Yeah. Because, yeah, I started tutoring in middle school. Yeah. Um, given I went to a Montessori middle school, and that's a lot about autonomy and mm-hmm. getting um, the children to teach themselves, themselves. and others. Yeah. But, yeah, I started even privately tutoring in middle school. Yeah. So those are some other options some other options to consider if you just really feel like it's in your future but you don't know exactly how to to go about it how to get in there yeah yeah definitely I'm trying to think if there's anything else about like applying for jobs and stuff I think yeah yeah, I think that's for the most part, oh, I feel like another great thing is to have questions prepared to ask the families because I mean, in any job interview, it's important to have at least one question to ask them so that they know that you've been thinking about this job and really are interested and want to know. But I feel like especially for nannies, uh, a lot of the families won't 
outright tell you exactly what your job is going to entail. Right. And you find these things out along the way and you're like, oh, this is a surprise. I didn't know I was going to be doing all this laundry and cleaning. So you just want to make sure. And that's totally fine if you don't want to do that. Right. But you need to make sure that the family knows this. Mm -hmm. Um, And just other questions about discipline, like knowing what their discipline rules are. And how they would like you to compliment them or change them or you saying, well, this is what's worked for me. How will that coincide with what you've got going on? Right. Do we do timeouts? Like, what are we dealing with here? So I feel like a lot of the times I've had more questions for the families that I've interviewed for than they've had for me. Yes. Just because I want to know, like, specifically what I'm getting into. Especially if you're starting with a baby because a lot of them are brand new parents and they don't. Like I've I've I have had parents that have been like you know more you than me think? yeah exactly yeah um and or so like, is this a good device that I should be using for bottle cleaning like just even specific like that yes yeah. and then also uh, I would add to that list uh, asking about allergies Ooh. has served me mm, well in yes. the past if you've listened to the first podcast you know you know that's how she um, got her job yes uh, but also just keeping that in mind of yeah. um things that you might have to change about your moment to moment life inside that house and also knowing that if you don't think like you're comfortable with dealing with allergies maybe make that apparent right away because right. it's better to just let somebody who knows what they're going to do or feel comfortable knowing what they're going to do than if there happens to be any problem and you panic and yes, we don't want that to happen. Yes. Because yes. the child will panic. Yes, they will. Because they can't breathe. Yep. And that's and they don't know what's one going of on. the scariest things ever. <laughs> so those those are the, the basics. Yeah. All right. So now we are going to move into the quote of the week. All right. Let's see. All right. So I has brought a wonderful quote. I do. I have one from, uh, she just turned two. She was a little two-year-old. She was actually part of a nanny group. So I'm friends with a bunch of nannies, mannies, and all of our kids play together. So she was in the group and she was holding a little birdie in her hand. Not a real bird, a A toy, a pretend bird. And she said, oh, this bird needs me right now. Of course, I'm using better English than she would have. Right. And then uh, one of the mannies turned to her and said, oh, I need you to take care of me, too. And she looked at him and just said, but you're too big for my hands. (laughs) That's so sweet. It was the sweetest, cutest thing. Like she wanted to help him, but she couldn't fit him in her hands. And that's the only way to help. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I know. Thank you so much for being here. It was such a pleasure. Thank you, Martha. And um, I hope it was helpful. And thanks for listening, everyone. The Chronicles of Nanny is produced by Martha Reddick and Logan Nielsen. Artwork and logo by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nanny and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.